All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What's What VR. We have returning guests. We have Mr. Ed Sylvie. How are you, sir? I am doing fine. Thank you. Thank you for coming back to spend some time with us. For anybody who doesn't know, Mr. Ed is the CEO of the Baton Rouge Clinic here in town. Everybody's seen offices all over. Got a beautiful campus over at Perkins and Essen, kind of that area right there. Got right. some urgent care facilities in the area too. So, Ed, how are how are things? How are things over there? We're doing fine. Um, just enjoying the uh, the heat like everybody else is, but uh, we're doing fine. We've uh, managed through the pandemic like everybody else has, dealing with it a little bit still, the aftermath of it, and a little bit of the surge that is still out there, uh, still seeing patients that are sick. And, uh, but for the most part, uh, life is returning to normal and we're starting to see a return of the, the everyday type of patient that comes in aches and pains and particularly a lot of the uh, patients that have chronic diseases that we've been working so diligently on over the last many, many years to get them uh, uh, appropriate care, diabetics, hypertension, people like that. And uh, so thing, as I said, things have, have really returned uh, back to uh, the normal probably over the last nine months, I'd say, Brandon. Mm -hmm. Have you seen, you know, like with all, uh, you know, I guess maybe tragedy is the right word, you know, but at the same time, there's always, you know, I'm always the, you know, every cloud's got the silver lining, you know, have you seen, you know, from, you know, if it wasn't, you know, you and I wouldn't be on Zoom probably right now, if we hadn't been through this, you know, it wasn't a standard practice. I've used Zoom for years in a lot of businesses and I would talk to people here in town, be like, hey, we'll just jump on Zoom and they'd be like, what? What is that? And I try to explain it to them. And then it would be like, well, look, you just got to download this app and you put the, and it's like, you know, what? I'm just going to come to you. It's faster for me than to try to get you to do it. But with telemedicine and, you know, doctors even being able to collaborate with other doctors, you know, maybe out of market, are you seeing, you know, maybe it's hard to quantify that now, but it's, you know, from a feeling or even just an emotional kind of, you think, you know, things are better in that regard. Very much so. Uh, I think no different than the Zoom meeting, uh, the idea of telehealth. I don't think it would have happened. Uh, it would have happened, but the, the speed at which it occurred moved so much faster because of the pandemic. We also, we improved on many processes for patients to, 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 to be at the clinic, whether it uh, demographic data, how do they get into the clinic? When you had to change everything due to COVID, uh, you know, the distancing, the masking, all of the stuff that went with it, it forced us to rethink all of our processes. And uh, we did that. And then now telehealth is just a part of our everyday care. So we, Dr. might see four or five regular patients and then do a telehealth visit and so on and so forth. So it's, uh, it, it's definitely, uh, brought that side of the equation around. And, and now people are taking that and trying to improve on telehealth and how it can really be utilized. So for example, in a rural area, say a, a physician or a, a nurse practitioner is out there with a patient, you can do your telehealth visit with a subspecialist here and you actually have a provider at that location that can do various things that the provider that's providing the telehealth care uh, at their suggestion, you know, please, check the patient for this, this, and that. So I 
I think it's going to be able to expand access, uh, to particularly in the rural areas uh, where it's desperately needed, particularly from a subspecialty standpoint. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, in the greater Baton Rouge area, it's it's easy for us to say, I'm running, I've got a doctor's appointment, you know, and run. But if you're in that rural area, you know, you might, it might be an hour and a half drive, you know, for where you need to go, or it might be even more, or there may not be anywhere that you can drive to that you've got to get to, you know, the closest hospital to get in there. And I think a lot of times we forget about that. It's, um, I mentioned the other day that I was up in the air flying. It's my guilty pleasure and hobby, but I was flying and my wife mentioned the other day, she's like, it's nice to see all these trees, you know, still there. I'm so used to seeing concrete. I'm like, no, there is plenty of rural, you know, area when you really get out there and look, there's a lot of people that just don't have the ability to go 15 minutes down the road for a quick doctor's appointment over lunch. And I think that's where, like you said, it's going to become this hybrid model to where maybe it's, you know, hey, we've got a specialist here that we'd never have in that rural area, but if they can give advice, they can see results and say, hey, can you take a temperature and give it to me? Or can you do, you know, this, that, and the other, you know, work. I've even heard people are, you know, physical therapies, even some of it's starting to happen, you know, remotely. Right. So I think it's, this it could be the silver lining that it forced us to jump, you know, and make that leap. And it's, and it's, it's really necessary because we're going to have, you take my age group, the baby boomer age group is going to be out there for about 25 years and we're going to have a real shortage of physicians. So, and that's, that's a shortage in the urban setting or, or town the size of Baton Rouge or Lafayette or Alexandria, but you start pushing that out to very small communities, the ability to get a physician there is going to even be harder than it has been in the past. So we've got to take the, the, the new things that we've learned via telehealth and other things related to that and expand access, particularly to those areas that, that you just can't, can't, can't get anybody to, to, to locate there. And I think the last you know, kind of horse I would beat down on this one that a lot of people I don't think talk as much about, I kind of hinted to it a little bit, but it's one thing for me and you to talk. It's another thing for me and a primary care to talk. But when you can get a group of doctors together, correct? you know, to say, hey, it's they can, you know, I might jump on with you and share a screen and, you know, show you a PowerPoint or, you know, show you a document. But when when they can go in and say, here's the x-ray, here's the CT, you know, here's the lab results. And everybody's able just to sit in front of their computer and they're not having to shuffle for papers and we're not FedExing things overnight to people. It would seem that quality and the speed of care just can improve so much to where it's like all you've got to ask them, you know, it's another physician's like, hey, can you give me 15 minutes? I just want you to look at the scan and tell me what you think. You couldn't have done that, you know, 15 Correct. years ago. Correct. It's just amazing what te technology has done, not for, for every industry, but it is really improving things in the healthcare side very, very rapid, which is, which is a wonderful thing. Good for patients, good for the science. Uh, so it's, 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 it's a lot and it's enjoyable. Of course, it's like all technology, Brian, as you know, it, it can wear you out because you've got that 24 seven connectivity, whether it's email or, or whatever it is. Doesn't seem to bother my grandchildren that are on that, that iPhone all of the time, but it, it, it does wear their granddad out. <laughs> Yeah. So, so tell me anything you got going on over there. You guys are, it seems, you know, I drove by the other day, you know, it's a full parking lot. It seems like every day, 
you we're, know, it's pretty busy. We've been growing and we've been very blessed to be able to attract physicians. Uh, we've got five new physicians coming this summer. We have two internists, a pediatrician, an allergist, a rheumatologist. Uh, we've got, uh, hopefully next summer, we've got another endocrinologist coming. Uh, but, uh, you know, somebody said, well, that's very successful. And we have been successful, but the, the real problem is, is we, we've got a lot more needs than that and, and trying to recruit where everybody is trying to recruit. And uh, so, uh, but we've been fortunate. We've got, we, we're adding these new physicians this summer. Um, we're going to continue to be active in both of the local teaching programs, the one at the Lake VLSU and the one at the Baton Rouge General that has a family practice and internal medicine program. Um, hopefully we can keep a lot of these young people staying uh, in Baton Rouge or in Louisiana for sure, because everybody in the country is fighting for physicians. It runs in cycles, Brandon, but right now we're in one of those cycles that uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a difficult cycle to recruit. Is it true? You know, I don't have any scientific or any official poll other than just like an emotional pulse. But it, I've heard from more people that unfortunately have left healthcare just because of the mental, just it's like I just can't keep doing it, you know, anymore. And some of it, and just from talking, it's not, you know, it wasn't, yeah, you know, COVID had a big play in that. I knew a lot of people in the hospitals that it just wore out. But then also it's this kind of catch 22 to where it's like you're saying, we're trying to hire more people, but the people that are leaving are like, well, we need more people. I can't keep doing it on my own. I can't keep doing this. And so you lose. And so it compounds it for the next person who's still there to where their stress level moves. It just seems that it is a, you know, problem. It's, you know, I talked to a buddy of mine who's hiring and I said, you know, well, what do you need? He's like an able body and a pulse. That's all I want. (laughs) You guys are in a whole nother caliber of, you know, we've got a skill and a specialty that takes years and years to even start to have the conversation with them. And then half the battle is only fought when you find them. You mentioned it's keeping them here. Correct. You know, because I tell people all the time, you know, we're looking, you know, we look for people when we hire. You don't want the people that don't have the job sometimes. You know, sometimes you can find that rough individual who maybe did the sabbatical or bring it, but you generally want the best of the best in all of the businesses. And those people are usually leaders in their field. And so you get them, but then, like you said, how do you get them to stay here in Baton Rouge? And that takes the community, not just you guys. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Now we've got uh, probably one of the best chamber of commerce in, in the country. Uh, you know, Adam Knapp, they do a wonderful job down there of trying to, make Baton Rouge a better place to attract people, a better place to live. And any of those things that we can do like that, prepping up uh, our, uh, education system, uh, making sure that Southern LSU and even Hammond and, and Lafayette are strong. All of these things have a great tendency to attract people and, and, and get them to want to come to Louisiana. Our, our culture uh, has always between food and, and all of the stuff that Louisiana is famous for has always been very helpful in attracting people. But uh, uh, you're right. We've got to find things that get them here and keep them here. And uh, we, 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 I think we've, as a community, we've done a good job of that. But I think we're going to have to do more because everybody around the country and communities our size are, are trying to do the exact same thing. And, you know, the competition is just getting tougher. 
And uh, but we, I think we're up for, the, up for the task. I mentioned to one of the schools, one of our higher ed schools, not too long ago, that I said that you know one of the things that you need to do is you know include the education, but like somehow slip in you know what I would call because I didn't get into obviously into the physician world, but reminding people of what we have, call it an elective for whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it, but make it in, you know, a course that reminds people. I talked a lot about during the pandemic that if there was ever a place to get stuck and quarantined, you know, this was the place to do it. You know, you can go 30 minutes down the road and you can be in a kayak, you know, and you can be paddling through the Atchafalaya. You can go 30 minutes north and be walking around in waterfalls and all the hunting and fishing. And you mentioned the food, but it's, I think a lot of times, and we catch this with a lot of our readers with the parenting magazines, we'll talk, you know, to families and we're like, so what are you doing? There's like, I don't know. There's just nothing to do in this town. It's like, <laughs> how did you forget? You know, there's so much to do. We've got zoos and aquariums and trails and hiking and fight. Like there's all this stuff to where, well, I was talking with this, the university, I'll say like, we need to remind people about that so that when they go take that interview and say that you're going to the big metropolitan, it's like, I'm not saying you're not going to see big trees, but you're not going to see big parks probably with live oak trees. And you're not going to have the crawfish boil on the lake, you know, with somebody else. And you're not going to be, you know, we need to remind people of that in the community. And it's hard to do that. That doesn't really fit in an offer letter, you know, when you send it out to somebody. Well, I, so, I, I think that the, the biggest problem that I have is I think like many people that lived most of their life here in Baton Rouge is you take it for granted because you're just used to it. And you do have to go out of your way to think through the process so that you can do that and share that with uh, any potential applicants that are coming into the community. And we do that uh, with all of the physicians that we interview that come in. And we've been very blessed to recruit people from, from uh, other parts of the country to come here. And, uh, and once they get here, I, I, we feel if we can get them here, we can keep them here. And yeah. so. Once they've experienced it, they know what they missed out on, right? And then I think, like you said, it's reminding staff and our local, you know, people that grow up here that, you know, hey, don't just run out or maybe run out, grab an education if you have to, but look around and compare what you're missing. And so that is correct. So tell me, is there anything, you know, we're right full swing in the 100 degree summers? I think, you know, today's the 20th to date ourselves of June. I think. The next two days are supposed to be 100 degrees, real temperature. So obviously we could say everybody needs to hydrate. You know, if you don't think so, drink one more bottle of water. Yeah. But, you know, it's we're about to make that turn, I think. You know, we're a couple of weeks away. You know, I know at least in our house we are where it's like, okay, we're in the thick of summer. We're halfway there. But once you kind of cross that tipping point, it's like, hey, we wait back to school. I've got to get, you know, physicals for, you know, sports and I've got to get, you know, immunizations and I've got to do these things. Now would be the time to start doing that. Like go get it on the schedule now. Don't wait until two weeks before school when they send the email out. You go, I completely forgot about that. That's you guys can help because that's the beauty of the better school. You guys have everything for the most part. And that I'm glad you brought that up because it's it's so important. It seems like uh, you know July 4th is just right around the corner, and it won't be long after that, and people will be going back to school. So yes, we 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 do two things. We obviously 
uh, like you do, encourage people to reach out. But we do. We reach out to our patients to remind them of that, not to wait to the last minute, because when you do, it's it's always then they've got to go get school supplies, all of the stuff that that, that everybody has to do when school starts. So, yes, we uh, we have a very active program starting usually even in the month of June, where young people uh, at all ages come in and start getting prepared, getting uh, whether it be sports physicals or their normal wellness checkups, whatever they need uh, to get ready to go, to go back to school because it, it doesn't take long. And, and most people program in a vacation or something like that with it. So the time, it's, uh, it, it goes faster than I think we think. So. And we have it in our adults. Um, you know, a lot of the parents, they take, they, they make sure their kids are getting taken care of and then they start back with their routine things very heavily, uh, towards the month of August. So it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting cycle to see how it, it is, but we've been very blessed to have uh, a bunch of services here where people can come and kind of do one-stop shopping and, uh, uh, and it just really helps. So, uh, we stay busy pretty much year round. Uh, we're open. I, I think the only day that, uh, the two days that we're officially closed are probably Christmas and, uh, and Easter. Uh, the rest of the time we we're, we're open either like a regular day or we, we have, uh, uh, after hour clinics, urgent care, whatever the case may be. So we, we try to be here for our patients and make ourselves accessible and, uh, and, uh, the, we stay busy. So it's good. Yeah. Good problem. It is. No. So I think, you know, well, you were mentioned, you know, with the parents and trying to get schedules and everything shifted. I tell everybody we're in that time of year where nothing really gets done because either you're going to the beach next week, you are at the beach this week, or you're just got back from the beach. And so it's like everybody, you know, is either one of those three categories. And so it's hard to get these things done. And so, because and so for people, I bring the story up because it might be that you're in the office with, hey, you can't take this time off because so-and-so is out, you know, this week. So get the calls in early, you know, get it on the schedule because it's probably not going to be as soon as you'd like. And the last thing you want to do is to be picking up uniforms, grabbing school supplies, running to doctors, and then you've got to cram all of that into all of this time. And next thing you know, everybody else is trying to do it and you're fighting, looking for the certain folders exactly. with tabbies and trying to get into the doctor to get the paperwork. And then inevitably, and this might be, I guess, a, you know, we didn't talk about this as far as a thing, but one of the things that you guys have that I've heard a lot of people just, mm -hmm. you guys have made big investments, I'm sure, but the charting, the online charting to where you can get copies of those records and different things to where, Yes, if you got it now and forgot about it and lost the piece of paper, you could still go download it at eleven o'clock at night. Correct. So it's yeah, it's it's like I said, it's technology has definitely changed the world, particularly in our industry, and uh, both from the provider standpoint, but for the patient standpoint. Uh, for example, this morning it was six o'clock in the morning. My wife says. Could you go into my my chart and check? I, th I think I have an appointment with Doctor Such and Such on such a day, and you know you log in. Yeah, yep, you sure do. And uh, it's just it's amazing because in in the old days you'd wait till the telephones open up, you dial and hope you got somebody and say, uh, Do I have an appointment with Doctor Such and Such on this day? Now you just 
go to my chart and get into your account and find out all kinds of stuff. So I think it's wonderful. And we probably have, I'm guessing about 60% of our patients, maybe higher than that, that are uh, open to my chart. And uh, once you do it, you'll, 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 you'll never go back. It's just, it just, it's, it's, you know, it's that ability to go check something and it, you know, you don't worry about it. And, uh, it's, and it's two ways, I believe, because I know my wife uses it and she's able to not necessarily just see, you know, do I have an appointment, but you know, I've got a question, you know, what about this, or this is something that's going on. And it's so important. And I think a lot of people, especially, you know, the younger generation, you know, is getting a little bit better at this, but I think it's something that I've worked on, you know, myself and with a lot of other people to where we can get used to in our minds, what I call kind of the asynchronous communication to where, you don't have to call somebody, get them to answer the phone and have the conversation there. If you've got a question, kind of flex the muscle to where you're okay with, let me just go ask the question now. And maybe four hours later, I get an answer. And what's what I've seen with that, with the my chart and those different kinds of things is, is that it doesn't stop at five. You know, when the clinic closes, it very well might be some of the physicians just the fact that dedication to their parent, pa parents, patients and what they're, you know, caring, you know, they're working through that and they're answering questions, you know, throughout the night and the evening, even though typically you might have, it, I know I can remember the day where you used to look at the phone and be like, oh, it's five o'clock. I guess I'll wait to hear from them tomorrow. Well, you, right. Likely you're still going to get a reply, you know, yeah, in the and, middle of the evening. Uh, and we release our lab and uh, radiology information almost instantaneously. So if you came in and you saw your doctor today, uh, by the time you got home, it's probably in your my chart. So you'll know what 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 your results are. And if you had a question about something, you go to my chart and email your doctor back and get an answer. It, it's uh, the, the part that I found funny. I shouldn't, you think I would know with seven grandkids, but everybody would say, well, the older generation is not going to adapt to this my chart all of that kind of stuff and they have and I, I, I had had it explained to me by one of our pa patients about 80 something years old and I said why did you do it he said how do you think I communicate with my grandchildren I said if you can't uh, email or text or what have you you don't get to see your grandkids and uh, so Absolutely. they 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 love it and, and it's they've adopted to it. So it's 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 fun watching all of the changes. They, I keep saying where there, there needs to be a way. People say Google knows everything. And this is tongue in cheek, not accurate. But when those results come in, there needs to be a way like when they show on your screen, you're not able to Google it for <laughs> so long. Like if it's somehow they've got to get a correlation with privacy, keep it to where like when you get this long, crazy medical term, do not copy and paste that into Google and try to become your own physician. You know, like stop trying to do it yourself. Let you've got somebody taking care of that for you because it always ends up bad when you go do it yourself. So, well, you know, it, that's the sad part about the Internet, particularly because I'm, I'm as guilty as the next person. You know, you, you go to check and and. The, the sites that are real good, meaning true medical sites, you can't get into unless you, you've got a, a subscription or you're a physician or a nurse practitioner or something. And then the other sites, you don't really know if they know what they're talking about. And uh, 
it's, uh, I, I tell my wife that all of the time. So I was reading this blog and I said, you know, I'd go easy on reading blogs. You don't, you don't know who, you know, you know, whether that's a happy camper or an unhappy camper. So, uh, anyway. it's the same. I tell people, you know, a, you know, I tell people don't get your news from social media. Right. And B, I tell my daughter that whatever you're seeing from everyone on their social media, that's their highlight reel. <laughs> They're not telling you, you know, the bad days. They're posting about all the great things and you just see great thing after great thing after great thing. But you know what? There's a there's hours and days in between everything that happened and you don't you're just getting the highlights of what's going on in their life. You're not seeing nobody post the low stuff or most people don't. So don't get all worked up over it and definitely don't get your news out of social media. So. I, I tell people the same thing about when they go Google and, and look up the medication that the physician put them on. And, you know, they say, did you know this? Because I tell you, if, if you ever Googled Advil or aspirin, you'd never take another one of those either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, look, I appreciate you spending some time with us today, oh. kind of talking about what's going on over there. It sounds like things are just back to what we've always hoped for. I think last time we talked, it was, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, protocol and I know it's still there, but we can't use the word normal yet, but we're getting closer to saying it, you know, every day I feel like we're getting there. Yeah, so. the, other, the other thing we've been really doing uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic, we had to stop, but uh, we've been upgrading, redecorating, whatever term you want to call it. And we should be have the entire clinic um, the original clinic completely uh, redone, probably first quarter of 2023. Wow! Yeah. All, all the all of the treatment pods, everything. We've got four more pods to go. Uh, getting ready. They'll they'll notice something in about 30 days. The entire lobby will be completely opened up, be much larger area, uh, more patient friendly, and more space in the lab. Uh, x-ray waiting area and uh, trying to be a little bit more uh, patient-centered and uh, make it a happier environment. Absolutely. That's awesome. We'll have to come out and see it. Maybe we'll come do, a, do one of the shows out there at your place next time. More and more people are asking me to come do the shows. You know, hey, we don't need Zoom anymore. Let's do it in real life. And so a couple extra steps to make that happen, but we're, we're working on how we're going to do that. So, but um, it's awesome to hear you guys have done that. So. Great time when you can to do it. So I appreciate you spending some time. Tell everybody you got better things to do than talk to me all day. So I appreciate <laughs> you making some time for me and give us kind of an update of what's happening over there. Love right. to have you come back on and talk a little bit more. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon. Uh-huh. Take care.